the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hey, good afternoon and welcome, ladies and gentlemen. This is Gino Geraci. So glad you could join me on the program, Crosswalk with Gino Geraci. It is, of course, the program where I'm pleased to take your calls and make an effort to answer your questions about the things you care the most about. Questions about God and the historical Jesus, questions about the Bible, questions about world views and world religions. As I'm fond of saying, I'm happy to talk about the past, which is history, and the future, which is prophecy. But again, it's almost impossible to avoid the headlines in the contemporary culture. So we talk about what's happening now. If you'd like to join me, the number is 303-873-1935. Friendly Jim, producer Jim, will pick up the phone. He'll ask you what your question is. We'll make every effort to get your question on the program. 303-873-1935. There was a stunning um, event that took place today. Um where the headlines across the nation read, I'm not making this up, on March 23rd, 2022, judge nominated to Supreme Court on the basis of her sex can't define the word woman. That's from the Federalist. Katanji Brown Jackson, Joe Biden's Supreme Court pick, while undergoing evaluation by the United States Senate refused to define the word woman. First black woman Supreme Court nominee won't define the word woman. She was asked by another United States senator who happened to be a woman, could you please just define the word woman? And she said, no, I'm not a biologist. She could have said something very, very simple, like a dictionary definition. I happen to be reading from my great big copy of Webster's third New International Dictionary, unabridged. Under the heading woman, it reads, and I quote, a female human being distinguished from man. And then it uses the example, the women gardened and cooked while the men hunted and fished. Number two, an adult female human being distinguished from girl. And then it has this number three, a female human being as such, and without regard to any special status. Woman. Now, we could just as easily have included some biological um, notes, like the XX and the XY chromosome, but the Supreme Court 
nominee noted that she's not a biologist, so she was unwilling to literally define the word woman. 303-873-1935, that's the number. And of course, my friends at Babylon B were quick to jump on this information. It's a sarcasm site. And remember, as a sarcasm site, it's meant to be, well, sarcastic. And um, <laughs> it's a Senate hearing delayed as Katanji Brown Jackson has trouble locating the women's restroom. <laughs> now, again, it wouldn't be so funny and sarcastic if it weren't so close to the truth. Um. And again, can you imagine if we ask the Supreme Court nominee, can you define what a man is? Let's go even one step further. Can you define justice? By the way, I have every reason to believe that um, that judge that that she that Katanji Brown Jackson will in fact become a justice. I have every reason to believe that the United States Senate will in fact um, approve her. Three zero three eight seven three nineteen thirty five. That's the number. If you want to join me on the program yesterday, March twenty second. It made news that Florida's governor rejected a biological male winning a female sports competition. It says, quote, Ron DeSantis refuses to recognize trans swimmer Leah Thomas's NCAA win, declares the second place Emma Wyant as the rightful winner. That from Insider. 303-873-1935. That's my number if you'd like to join me on the program. Previous leaders didn't have a problem defining what a woman is or standing up for women's rights. In the United States Capitol Rotunda, there's a sculpture of women suffragette suffrage leaders like Susan B. Anthony, Elizabeth Cady Stanton, and Lucretia Mott. These might be names that you may or may not have heard of, but Lucretia Mott was a noted Quaker Christian minister praised by, of all people, Frederick Douglass. Her husband was Quaker leader James Mott, a founder of the Pennsylvania Anti-Slavery Society in 1838. Lucretia spoke at a women's rights convention in Philadelphia, October 18th, 1854, in the audience was a very famous abolitionist named William Lloyd Garrison. Lucretia Mott stated, quote, On the occasion of the first miracle, which it is said Christ wrought, a woman went before him and said, Whatsoever he biddeth you to do, do that do. She's, of course, making reference to the wedding feast at Cana. The woman of Samaria said, come and see the man who told me all things that I ever did. The very first act of note that is mentioned when the disciples and the apostles went forth after Jesus was removed from them was the bringing up of an ancient prophecy to prove that they were 
in the right position that they assumed on that occasion when men and women were gathered together on the holy day of Pentecost when every man heard and saw those wonderful works which are recorded. Then Peter stood forth quoting the prophet Joel that, quote, the time has come, this day is fulfilled, the prophecy when it said, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, unquote. The language of the Bible is beautiful in its repetition. Upon my servants and my handmaidens, I will pour out my spirit and they shall be, and they shall prophesy. Could anything be clearer than that? Lucretia Mott who's featured on a United States postage stamp, advocated for women's suffrage, stating December 17, 1849, quote, the laws given on Mount Sinai for the government of man and woman were equal. The precepts of Jesus made no distinction. Those who read the scriptures and judged for themselves, not resting satisfied with the perverted application of the text, don't do not find the distinction that theology and ecclesiastical authorities have made in the condition of the sexes. Genesis one twenty seven. So man, so God created man in His own image. In the image of God created He him, male and female created He them. Why couldn't the judge have just simply said, perhaps one definition of a woman is not a man? She couldn't do it wouldn't do it. Where do you draw the line? 303-873-1935. Hey, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is Gino Geraci. So glad you could join me on the program. You know, it seems odd that we have to weigh in on what it means to be a woman. Um, 303 Eight seven three nineteen thirty five. I might a little bit later talk a little bit about what what the Bible has to say about biblical womanhood. But not an expert, but happy to talk about it. Three zero three eight seven three nineteen thirty five. Bruce, welcome to the program. Oh hi, Gino. I guess I would have to also classify myself as not an expert on womanhood, being I'm a guy. But. Um, you know, I, I heard you making the comments about this uh, Supreme Court nominee. Yeah, who uh, almost uh, certainly will, she will be approved. I have no doubt that she will be a uh, justice. But I, I, have to, I have to say that I am a little bit alarmed because if she can't define what a woman is, if uh, the senator could just as easily have asked her, what's a man? Or could have just as easily asked the question, what's a just, what? What is justice? What is justice? Yeah, and uh, then I noticed you were reading something that was kind of adding some sarcasm. Yeah, our, our friends at the Babylon Bee who got banished from Twitter yesterday. Um, yeah, that's unfortunate. Right, because it's sarcasm. Now, again, when we ask and we answer that question, what the what the bee um was doing it just it's a little too close to home i think you know when they say why they were locked out oh, and and 
So this this is becoming now absurd. I mean, it, it's been absurd for a very long time, but we are in Orwellian is an overused term. But what do mm-hmm. you do when language becomes either superfluous or meaningless so that we can't actually have a conversation? Yeah, well, and and I'd been thinking about some of this a while back after having observed a, a, a notice about a uh, drag queen story hour right. being held at a library and the accompanying accompanying I can't accompanying uh, parasol patrol to shield the the young children coming to the story hour from the haters if if anybody showed up that disagreed with them kind of thing and and it and it just struck me about you know how that they have have the, a perspective on these things you know related to this that kind of tries to just shut down the conversation and i thought well how do you communicate you know in in regards to that and i actually found some humorous tongue-in-cheek kind of ideas that struck me and uh, and so i just thought i would try to add a little bit of that here and and the one one thing i was thinking was um you know when when people are uh, avoiding or like it's like a fear of discussing and defining things like woman or confusing male and female and all that it's like you know you know, basic biology. And again, I'm not a, a biological scientist. I mean, I have a background in physics and engineering, but it just occurs to me that, you know, in when you talk about chromosome biology and how there's the XY and XX pairs in it, that, you know, that that's something that is a, a, a factual, verified, d- distinctive de- determination between you know, male and female, man and woman. And, you know, and I, I would go even one set, step further. Are you ready? Okay. It's true in almost every man. It's true of almost all mammals, humans, insects, some snakes, some fish, some plants. And so, again, when you ask and you answer the question, when something is female at the at at the molecular level at the chromosomal level th- then no amount of re I, I, the orientation is the wrong word it, 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 reimagining you, or redefinition or, or or if you surgically redefine there was a, a man named Matt Margulis who uh was also banned from Twitter and his crime, he basically said um, – well, he was responding to a tweet from a licensed clinical social worker who said, no matter your opinion on Leah Thomas, this is the NCAA person who's a biological male who identifies as female. He says, I urge you to discuss the topic as if a transgender person were in the room because one probably is. We can agree or disagree with the NCAA without insulting our transgender friends, classmates, and neighbors. Well, his insult was that basically, um, I'm trying to find his tweet, but he he basically said um, 
Oh, trans people represent a fraction of a percent of the population. By the way, that statement, trans people represent a fraction of a, of a percent, is true. It's 0.6%. So it doesn't even come to 1%. And then he said, and you know what? Even if I was in the room with one, I'd tell them the truth. They have a yeah. mental disorder. So he says they have a mental disorder. And by the way, that might seem... Um, unkind um, because one of two things really is true. There might be a mental and emotional component, but it might be a sin problem. So so if we ask and we answer the, the question, is a person who is a biological male who insists that they're a female, is that a mental and, a, and an emotional disorder? And um, so, yeah, we, I don't know. I, it's just so frustrating. Well, well and, and here, the, the thing that I thought about that I came up with kind of this tongue in cheek is because it's, you know, not just the pers- the trans person, but the, all the surrounding people that say, oh, don't talk about it and, or they avoid it. There's like this irrational fear and irrational avoidance of this. And well, I was thinking, all, all you know the what? more, yeah, and I, but, go ahead. And I just wanted to finish because this was kind of a key point I was trying to make was that, you know, this irrational fear kind of thing, you know, that could be fit under a category of calling it a phobia. Right. And then one step further, because it really boils down to the chromosomes is what's uh, defining what's going on here. And, and that's science. It's like a a phobia of, of chromosome science, or you could call it chromophobia. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so I thought, you know, there, the whole country has an epidemic of chromophobia. You know, there's, there's a lot of, and then you go one step further because this uh, distinctive determination uh, between uh, male and female based on XYXX chromosomes, there's a couple of things you could add to it. One is you could say, well, why not start a movement? Because there's like BLM had their one. How about having a movement called CBM, which is chromosome biology matters. And yeah. you know, even hold up a sign and then underneath it say that XY is not identical to XX, you know, so, so don't be chromophobic. And you, and then, you know how that then you get dismissed, and this is speaking the language of uh, the you know the that whole crowd there is you know that when they call you a hater if you disagree with them, you could say well don't be a chromophobic truth hater right. because uh, it's a factual See, truth. See, remember verified. we're back to logic, science, evidence yep. being used as tools of oppression. Is right. truth. And is so logic, one, is one science. That. Sorry. Oh, sorry, I talked. No, I got to go, but go ahead. Make your final point. Oh, that, that that was pretty much my point to make there is, you know, that there's an epidemic of chromophobia spreading across the country. Right. And, uh, we, you know. Yeah, that, science that, denier. That, you know, people accuse Christians of being science deniers. Who's the science denier? Anyway, thanks, you know. <laughs> I got to go, but thank you so much. 303-873-1935. Brad, hold on. I want to get to your call. This is Gino Geraci. 
Hey, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is Gino Geraci. So glad you could join me on the program. The number is 303-873-1935. I want to take your, your call. Brad has been waiting. Uh, Brad, welcome to the program. Hi, Gino. How are you? You know what? I'm good. I'm a little bit... I, I thought I had come to the end of my shock ability, but mm. I continue to be shocked every single day about what's going on in our contemporary culture. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. But it, but like I, it's very clear that uh, where the problem lies or, you know, like how to understand it. And I think, uh, you know, there's a, a confusion over gender and sex. Gender is masculine and feminine. Sex is male and female. Uh, so a woman is a female human being, right? So... Well, but that's I've what I've a, started the show with. Yeah, I've never met a hundred percent masculine man or a one hundred percent feminine woman. Like most people have, you know, like I'm, as a man, I'm mostly masculine, but I have some feminine traits. And likewise with women, right? Like the whole feminist movement, you know, that said that little girls can grow up to be firefighters and little boys can grow up to be nurses in hospitals. Well. That's great. Fantastic. No problem. But uh, they don't need to change their, uh, their gender. sex to do that, right? Gender's well, more fluid. And like I said, no one's 100% one or the other. In fact, our Savior, remember when he said, you know, oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, those who killed the prophets, and how I long to gather you as a hen gathers her chicks. Right. And uh, He's using know, a he, metaphor. Which is he, a feminine Trait, it's a, right? No, it's a feminine metaphor. See, in in Matthew right, nineteen right. four, Jesus said, "Have you not read that he who made them at the beginning made them male and female?" Now, what you're right. what you're what you're defining as 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 sex, I'm defining as gender. So I don't actually accept no, your no. definition of gender. If you if you're saying gender no, means but it's not accurate, your your definition of gender is not accurate because it speaks of masculine and feminine, whereas sex speaks of male and female. Well, if if I were to suggest to you that the dictionary definition by the Oxford Dictionary, it says the state of being male or female. And it does add, as expressed by social or cultural distinctions and differences rather than biological ones, the collective attributes or traits associated with a particular sex. So I'm happy to concede right. that point. So, so what we have to ask and answer is, what does that mean? Biblically, in other words, the state of being male or female as expressed by the social or cultural distinctions. Again, now just for purposes of discussion, let's ask that question that you're presuming. And that is, if the social or cultural distinctions of masculinity and femininity include abandoning a biological norm, what does that mean? What does it mean when a Supreme Court nominee is asked the question, how would you define what it means to be a woman? Now, oddly enough, the nominee said, no, I can't define it. 
Right, which is ridiculous, but she should be able to define what is a feminine attribute, what's a masculine attribute. Well, but see, like, and, and that's where I'm going with it. In other words, this isn't complicated. It It, it no. is asking and answering the question, are we going to abandon the 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 meaning of words in order to accommodate a culture of wokeism in other words going back to your original definition is it possible that we allow the culture to 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 that then intrude on biology and intrude on male and female and so in, no. so I'm back to Matthew 19:4, where Jesus says, have you not read that he who made them, in, indicating that there is a creator God, he makes the yeah. male and female. Then earlier in, this, in that same book, Matthew 18:6, he says, whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to sin, it would be better for him to have a, a great millstone fastened around his neck and be drowned in the depth of the sea. So, so whoever causes one of these little ones to sin. Now, um, imagine when a Christian tells me to tolerate the LGBTQ agenda being taught to children. What I would say is, would Jesus teach the LGBTQ agenda to children? What do you think the answer is? Would Jesus oh, teach no. the LGBTQ agenda? Uh, no. So, right. no, and I'm not, uh, I'm not advocating for it. I'm just saying, uh, if you define your terms uh, better, then the argument kind of goes away. You know, like anyone, uh, unless it doesn't, can be Un- acting. Like what? What is a man? What is a woman? You know, like uh, you can't say a man does uh, physical work and a woman does like. Um, well, let's, uh, let's, uh, let's let's go back like to competition. You know, right. like but yeah, but let's, feminine people don't like competition and masculine people do, right? So like I think if you're like me, maybe as, as a Christian over the years, a lot of uh, times we've been taught, you know, this is. Uh, what a man is like, or this is, you know, men, you got to stop watching football on Sunday afternoons and, and, and try to have a conversation with your wife, assuming that, you know, all men are, you know, have that masculine trait of wanting to watch football and not wanting to have a conversation with their wives. Right. So like that always frustrated me because it's like with my wife, uh, like I'll present a problem to her and she'll try to give me the solution. And, uh, Which is odd to me I, because it's usually yeah. just the opposite. My experience exactly. has been just the opposite. I say, dear, I just want to be heard. Right? <laughs> Which I've heard, you know, Christian speakers talk about, you know, men, hey, you know, try not to give a solution. Your wife just wants to be heard, right? Which is exactly accurate when we're talking about masculine and feminine. Right. But like I said, I don't think there is a 100 percent masculine man or 100 percent feminine woman. If you look at those gender traits that way, like lots of men have some uh, feminine traits and lots of women have some masculine traits, but it doesn't change their sex. Right. And what I what I would probably do from a from a um, from a definitional standpoint is I would be more likely to think about gender as the fact of being male or female. 
in relationship in relationship to the the social and cultural differences now now again conceding your point that we're not talking about differences in biology we're talking about the social and cultural difference now imagine now again the the fluidity becomes not the gender, but the social and cultural differences. Right, and the the like that the feminist movement has been dealing with those social and cultural differences which for is, years. Which right? is what I was talking about. Yeah, yeah. So and, it's like imagine like the feminist movement. Bruce Jenner becomes like woman of the year and the feminists are thinking, what are you talking about? A man has just become woman of the year. Are you kidding me? You couldn't find a woman to be woman of the year. I know. And, and see this, this is what happens when you live in a confused and fallen world. Mm-hmm. Where, Amen. where, where in a confused and fallen world, you ask this most basic question. I saying it out loud is shocking to me. What gender yeah, am but, I? But I think so so that know, a Supreme Court nominee in front of the United States Senate can't answer the question. Right. But I think lots of Christians have cringed being in churches where they're talking about, you know, when they're confusing male and female and, and gender masculine and feminine. So we got to be careful. Hey, thank you for your call. Thank you. Take care. God bless you. Hey, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is Gino Geraci. So glad you could join me on the program, 303-873-1935. I so appreciated Brad's call. And again, I I do concede that, that we have to be um, careful as we define words. And so even if we were to ask and answer the question, well, how do you define gender and how do you define sex? Now, again, sex has a context and so does gender. And so when we ask and we answer the question, can you be born the wrong gender? Again, if you take the idea of gender being a litany of masculine or feminine traits, then I think that that we have a problem, at least in part. And that is, does masculinity or femininity change gender? Um, are gender distinctions arbitrary? Is it a box? that you can break out of. And so fundamental to our understanding about human sexuality, at least in my view, is that God creates two and only two sexes using Brad's definition of the word sex. There is male and there is female. There is man and there is woman. So I'm using the term gender in part as a word that is used to describe a category or a categorical, um, where it has categorical meaning. 
In other words, under that heading gender, there is male and there is female. There isn't mostly male and mostly female or male with certain feminine traits or female with certain masculine traits. Now, again, we're living in a world that considers, dare I use the term, gender as a social construct. Now, again, using Brad's definition in the Oxford Dictionary definition, it is a social construct. So we're back to the social construct definition. As I go back to the Oxford Dictionary, where it 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 says um, gender, the fact of being male or female, especially when considered with reference to social and cultural differences, not differences in biology. So, and then the next definition says countable or unaccountable in grammar. Each of the classes, masculine, feminine, sometimes neuter, into which nouns, pronouns, and adjectives are divided. The division of nouns, pronouns, and adjectives into these different genders. Different genders may have different endings. So is there a a context in which gender, where there's more than one gender? Well, yes, when you're talking about language categories. But now we're back to the idea of sex, biology. And so I'm not willing to concede that there are more than two sexes, male and female. I don't see the Bible allowing for a category of a male who identifies as a female or a female who identifies as a male. And so I'm going to suggest to you that all of the speculation about multiple genders or a gender continuum or gender fluidity or unlimited gender, that's not a biblical concept. An individual may claim to be transgender or gender fluid, but that doesn't nullify God's design and purpose in creating him or her male or female. Now we're back to yet another problem. And the problem is, well, how do we retain some sense of civility um, in our discussion about this? in the sense of when when people on the left as a tactic or i, I won't just use pe- the term people on the left but but people who don't necessarily have a biblical worldview or share a biblical worldview where they try to guilt trip christians into being more christian than christ they say if you really if you are really a Christian, you're going to tolerate the LGBTQ agenda. You're going to tolerate it. And again, imagine you're watching a movie or a television series where it becomes very, very important that um, that you 
have transgender representation, you have lesbian representation, you have bisexual uh, representation, queer representation, and you go, hey, you just have to get used to the fact that not everyone has a heterosexual normative expression. But then you ask and answer the different question that I talked about in Matthew chapter 18, verse 6, where Jesus says, whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to sin, it would be better for him to have a great millstone fastened around his neck and be drowned in the depth of the sea. And so for the people who are inviting Christians and the popular culture to teach children the LGBTQ agenda. Now, pause and think about this. In the schools in Florida, for instance, where they said, you know what, we don't want our children learning about sexuality in kindergarten or first grade. The big question becomes, would Jesus, would the Lord Jesus Christ, would the Lord Jesus, when he says, allow the children to come to me, Would Jesus say, oh, by the way, children, now that you're here, I want you to I want to talk about all of the ways that people express themselves sexually. Yeah, I, I don't think that that would be at the top of the list of things that Jesus would do. You know, earlier I was talking about Lucretia Mott, who, um, spoke at a women's rights convention in Philadelphia. Her husband, James Mott, was the Pennsylvania Anti-Slavery Society founder. And so James and Lucretia Mott literally spoke out against slavery and, and advocated for women's rights. There's a sign um, in Philadelphia. The sign reads... It says the Philadelphia Female Anti-Slavery Society, organized in 1833 by Quaker abolitionist Lucretia Mott. This society, headquartered here, originally consisted of 60 women who sought to end slavery after the Civil War. The society supported the cause of the freed slaves. In other words, think about what they're doing. Well, you, you might be thinking, I thought the Civil War ended slavery. It may have ended slavery, but there was still slave mentalities. And so Lucretia Mott was one of those ladies who was active in America. And over in England, there was another lady named Catherine Booth, who sought to end sex trafficking of underage girls. They didn't call it sex trafficking back in those days. They called it something else. All of this because the Supreme Court nominee was asked the question, could you could you define what it means to be a woman? She said no. What could be more sad? This is Gina Teresa. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.